Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, loves. I'm Wyo Lee, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we talk about sex in an effort to increase communication around sex and improve sex lives everywhere. And my guest today is Lo. Welcome, Lo. Hi. Will you please tell us your age or generation, where you are in the country, and just a little bit of your personal background? I am 22. I live in the Midwestern state of Wisconsin. And primarily growing up, I was semi-raised in a Christian or like Catholic kind of household, but we never really went to church often. So, okay. And how do you identify sexually and what pronouns do you use? Primarily, I identify as straight, female, but I'm actually starting to kind of believe that I might be pansexual because I am attracted to transgender and gender fluid kind of people. Cool. How is it discovering that about yourself? At first I was like, well, like maybe I'm closeted by curious. And then somebody had posted like something about questions on Instagram. And I was like, oh, like I'm kind of like questioning my sexuality. Like, what would this be under terms? And she's like, oh, that's pansexual. I'm like, oh, well, well, I guess we'll just kind of like explore that because personally, I've never been with another female or anyone else. I've just been in primarily like heterosexual relationships. So that was something completely new to me. Hmm. And how do you feel about it? Um, I kind of want to like look into it a little more and see if there's anything that really like pops out at me just to be like, oh, yep, you're definitely pansexual. Nice. 
And will you tell us a little bit about your current relationship? I am currently engaged. We've been together for five years and we're actually getting married this year in September, like the day after my birthday. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's uh, that's soon. Yeah. Okay. Will you then tell us a little bit about your sexual history? You know, go go back to when you first remember hearing about sex, what it was, what kind of talk, if any, you got around it and just go from there. I'd want to say approximately about the first time I remember hearing about it or like learning about it was actually probably around the third or fourth grade. I don't remember how old I was, but um, my parents, when they were still together, had these like VHS tape porn underneath their dressers. And when me and my brother would go into their room, we would just like kind of play hide and seek and then we'd lay on the floor while one day we looked under and we saw like a movie and we're like, Oh, let's pull it out and look at it. Oh my God. It was just, (laughs) um, two like large breasted females. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, what is this? And we, we kind of just kept it a secret between us because there were like multiple tapes underneath their dressers and all this other stuff. And we're like, Whoa, did you watch was, all of them? No, we just kind of like kept it like a secret between us and we okay. just kind of like slid them back underneath their dresser. Okay. And how do you think that influenced you or did it? Or were you just like, oh my gosh, what is this? Like, did you know that that was sex or what were your, do you remember your thoughts or feelings about it back then? Um, The only thing about I can remember about it was like, whoa, like these females have like really great bodies. Like they were thin, they had large breasts and like they had a decent ass to put it in regular words, I guess. And it was just like fascinating to me and to my brother. Cause like, he was like two, like a year or two younger than me. So we were just like fascinated by like, what is this? Like, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then did you ever talk about sex with your family at all or in school? Do you remember anything? Um, well, I know I was actually listening some to the podcast last night and a lot of the people were saying like they had like this brief thing and like sixth grade bars was I think actually in fifth grade. And mm-hmm. it was just mostly about like periods and your cycle and menstruation and all this other stuff. And they didn't really go into detail about it until like sixth or seventh grade was more of like, this is what sex is. These are the STDs you could get if you have unprotected sex and there's a risk of pregnancy and all that. But they never were like, oh, use condoms or this is how you do that. This is like, they didn't really go in depth about it at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what were your early explorations like? Like when did you first start exploring with yourself and or with partners? Um, I was actually 17. Um, I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 17. So prior to meeting him, I actually discovered masturbation at 17. I don't remember exactly how it was, but I think I was just looking at this video and somebody had sent me a link. Well, it was one of those links where it like redirects you to like a porn site or whatever. Yeah. So like clicked on it because they were like, oh, dude, check this out. This funny video. Uh, I just found this. So I clicked on it and it was something, I don't remember exactly what it was, but they were like, 
it was like a porn site. I don't remember which one off the top of my head, but it was something like really out there. So I was like, okay, this is a little weird, but I'm just going to keep watching it anyway. (laughs) Okay. And then, so that led to you touching yourself is what I'm hearing. Can you elaborate? Well, I know it originally started off with the stereotypical pillow thing. So (laughs) I had this like large pillow. It was like fully like stuffed. Like it was, I don't even know how I would describe it basically like this really heavy thick pillow and I would use like the corners of it and Mm kind of just dry hump it a little bit and like rub it on my clit through my underwear because I felt bad about doing it and then it eventually progressed to doing it without underwear and then it progressed to me using my hand. Mm -hmm. Do you remember why you felt bad about doing it? Like where, Um, where did the idea come from? It was mostly because I was in my parents' house still. Mm-hmm. and like I was scared somebody was gonna like walk in on me and because I was like looking at porn because we were kind of raised to be seeing it as like an adult thing and like not okay for kids to be looking at and all this other stuff so mm-hmm. I was just mostly primarily scared about that concept Did tell you that explicitly ever or was it just like an idea that you gathered somewhere along the way they were just, my mom was always like, you can't be watching that. Like one day she caught my brother looking through a search history or whatever. And she like reamed him a new one about it. She's like, you can't be watching this. This is only for adults. You shouldn't be doing it on the internet. It will cause a virus. And I was like, okay, well, I know not to do that. (laughs) So we'll just leave it there. And then I eventually got, an iPod because being younger like and coming from like a low-income family we never really got phones it was always the adults who had phones Mm -hmm. so we had gotten something similar which we got like the original iPod touch with Mm -hmm. that comes with like internet and YouTube and all that other fun stuff so we just got that and I used um the internet to like look at porn on there and (laughs) I was like kind of freaking out about it because I was like, what if it like connects to like the computer history and it pops up there? Like they're going to be so mad. They're going to try and figure out who it is. And then I learned, I was like, oh, well, uh, I guess not. So I guess we can just keep doing this. Okay. Okay. So you, you found, you found a way. There's always a way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So was watching all of that, did that relate at all to your early partnered experiences or was it just kind of a parallel thing? Or do you think there's any influence there? Kind of like what what was the transition into exploring with other people? I originally planned on not having sex until I was 18. And I honestly thought I was never going to even have any form of relationship with anybody because I was called basically fat all throughout school because I am a little heavier than most of the people in school would have been. So I was just kind of, you know, not expecting anything. Like I never planned on having a kid and that happened. And then I never planned on having a boyfriend or being engaged or planning on getting married. And well, no, all that's happening. So that really surprised me when it happened. And then I ended up getting my first boyfriend in, I want to say October of 
2014. So it was like about a month after I turned 17 and him and I didn't like, we, he always tried like talking me into having sex with him. And I was like, no, I don't want to, like, I want to wait until I'm 18. He's like, well, that's going to be at least another year. Mm-hmm. And I still like turned him down for it. And, um, I eventually like kind of gave into that around Christmas time, the same year, which me, my mom and my sister were sitting down Christmas Eve because he ended up coming over for Christmas Eve and all this other fun jazz. And I was asking my mom, I was like, hey, can I, you know, just go stay over by him for like the week or like at least four to five days? And they were like really skeptical of it. And she's like, you know, my mom's trusting you, right? And he was like all, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never do anything to like, you know, upset her, make her mad or you know, I'd, I'd try to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. So he lived about like three hours from where I was living. So it was like quite, quite a ride there. And he was always like joking, like, oh, why don't you like give me roadhead while I'm driving? And I'm like, um, I don't really do that. I'm not comfortable with it. Cause at the time I thought like, you know, having a penis in my mouth would be kind of gross because I feel mm-hmm. like it would taste like, I don't know, the skin taste of like somebody who hasn't washed in quite a while for some odd reason that just okay. stuck in my head and you guys had just been like making out up to that point or what what had you done so far um pretty much just making out um I know I've gave him like hand jobs and okay. I think that's about it okay so it was like around midnight so about Christmas day when we got back to his city and he went behind a Kohl's or Kohl's or a Shopco in a city and he just like kind of stopped and like shut his vehicle off. And I'm like, well, what are we doing? He's like, I want to have sex with you. I was like, well, I told you I don't really want to yet, but I mean, I guess if that makes you happy. And he's like, yeah, it really would. Hmm. And this is where it gets kind of like, dark so I, I'm just gonna like slap a trigger warning on that because yeah. I don't some people might consider it like rape or something. I'm not really sure what I consider it. I've been told a whole bunch of different things. Mm. But basically he had me crawl in the back of his vehicle and he had like a Jeep or something at the time. So the trunk was easy accessible from the inside. Mm-hmm. And I was actually laying on bags of rock salt because it was during winter and it was so uncomfortable. And like, I was like, oh, do you have a, like, do you have a condom or something? Because I won't do it unless you have one. He was like, oh yeah, I have a bunch of them. And he opens up his center council and like grabs like a package of 30 of them out. I'm like, well, Jesus. Oh my gosh. And then he ended up putting one on. And then as soon as he went in, I was like, oh, okay, can you stop? Like, this isn't comfortable. And then he ended up putting his hand over my mouth and said, shush, everything's going to be fine. And I kind of just like shut down and kind of just like let it happen. Hmm. And then we were done and then went back to um, the place where he was living, which I later found out was his ex-girlfriend, who he was secretly seeing behind my what? back. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So I wasn't very fond about that when I found that out. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. And then 
the next two days we ended up having sex again, but this time I was like more open to it. I was like, well, it pretty much already happened. So we might as well just, you know, let it happen again. And this time I was actually more open to it because like the next two times that we did it, it didn't hurt as bad, but I was more comfortable with doing it. Mm -hmm. And um, both times were actually out in the garage during the winter. So it was super cold. And it was on a pull-out yes. couch, and I'm like, oh, God, this is so freaking bad. And the person whose house he was living at, which was his ex-girlfriend and the person he was seeing, um, she actually got mad at us because she's like, well, I could hear you just railing away at her in there. And I know she wasn't making any noise, but I could hear the bed slapping up against the side of the garage. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, man. So... Can we pause there for a moment and just as you're reflecting on that time in your life, what was the feeling like around it? Like, you know, you said you just shared that you were more open to it the next couple of times and reflecting on that. How do you feel about it now? Like, is there a message that you want dudes to hear or anyone or just about that experience? Well, I personally would like if I could have went back and like said something to myself, I probably would have said, hold off on it and, you know, just like stay at home. Don't go anywhere with him. Don't even waste your time on him. Because like, for one, that was a very bad thing that he could have done. Because, I mean, I felt very, I don't even know what the word would be, like kind of like let down Mm -hmm. that he had like pushed me to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But he also had a small dick and that wasn't really worth it. I mean, not that size is everything, but. Oh my God. It just, oh man. Okay. And then I would have been yeah. like, you know, he's going to get completely fucked over later in life. Cause like, I guess now he's got three kids by three baby mamas and he's mm-hmm. like on probation and all this other stuff. And. I heard that he's a really bad dad because I'm friends with one of his um, baby mamas and she's all, oh, he's like a really crappy father. Like he can't even afford clothes for his own son and all this other stuff. So I'm like, whoa. And then that same year, like shortly after Christmas, I found out that he had um, his ex-girlfriend who he dated before me was pregnant with his kid. Is that the one he was living with? No, it was somebody like completely different. And I'm like, um, this would have been nice to know. Like, so when his daughter, his first child, his daughter was born, um, I was still dating him. And that was like in the following year, I think it was like January, February. And like, I know during January towards the beginning of the year, um, one of my old best friend's ex-boyfriends came to hang out because he had just gotten back from Florida. And I've only like met him once or twice prior to that. And he was like, oh, what are you doing? And I like sent him a Snapchat or something. And I was like, oh, I'm hanging out with my friend's ex-boyfriend. Like he just got back from Florida. And he just went off the rails and was like yelling at me. And he's like, you know, I don't know why you're being this. You're being such a slut. And I was like, I'm not even sleeping with him. I'm not even like doing anything. We're just like chilling and watching videos on his phone. Doesn't like, I'm not doing anything with him. And he got like all mad about that. And I'm like, whatever, this isn't worth my time. 
Yeah. And then I know a couple, like a couple days later, he was like, I'm breaking up with you. I can't do this. Yeah. He's like, you're too clingy. No one's ever going to love you again. Like you're too psychotic for me and all this other stuff. Cause at the time I was going through a lot. It's like that. Well, I'm very depressed and I don't want to do this whole school thing anymore. Mm. I was dealing with like eating disorder problems and self-harm issues. And he kind of like threw that back in my face and he's like, well, no one's ever going to love you because your scars are too ugly. You're too fat. And yeah. What did you, did you say anything back? That is some fucked up shit. All I said was, yeah, I know. And I just kind of like didn't talk to him. And then like a couple days later, he's like, oh, I love you. I miss you so much. And all this other stuff. And the one part of me that realized how much of a piece of shit he was, um, in 2015, I think it was like February 4th, if I remember correctly. Um, I had found out that one of the teachers that worked at my school had passed away. Mm. And she was like one of my favorite teachers. Like I always went to her for everything if I was having issues at home. Um, and I was in FFA and she was one of the mm-hmm. FFA advisors. Mm-hmm. And she had paid like primarily for almost every trip that we went on. So like Whoa. we had a dairy expo one year and that was like almost two to $300 to go on because we were staying at a hotel. Yep. And she primarily paid for everything for me because she knew my family didn't have a lot of money. And when I found out she passed away, the school actually decided to do a wake at the school. So like the Mm -hmm. students could come like from around and like, just go to the school and like pay their respects. Well, that day I had asked my mom if he could come and get me out of school so I could hang out with him. Cause like, it obviously wasn't the greatest day. So um, he came and got me. We went to like a town, like I'd want to say like 15, 20 minutes away from where I was living. Mm-hmm. And we went like into a Sears because he was looking for a specific part. Well, on the way there, I would like turn around because he had brought his current girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend that he was living with, which I didn't know, but he was secretly Whoa. fucking around with them both at the same time. Whoa. So... Um, I would turn around and like kneel on the seat to talk to them and he'd be like smacking my ass and then grabbing at like my crotch. And um, I was just like really confused by that. I'm like, well, if he's, you know, with somebody else, why is he doing this with me? And he like, after like an hour and a half, two hours, he took me back home and he ran inside because I had to give him some, I think one of like his sweatshirts back and he kissed me. He was like, everything's going to be fine and everything's going to be okay. And I'll talk to you later. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, during the wake of my teacher, cause I was like almost up to the casket, mm-hmm. um, his new girlfriend messaged me and she's like, Hey, did he kiss you when you guys were in the house? I was like, yeah, why? And she goes, oh, well, I guess he forgot to mention that we're dating. That's and I was like, like right some drama that you also don't need at that particular moment. Yeah. So I got up right by the casket and I just like lost my shit. I was like yeah. bawling. I was ugly crying. And I was like, oh my God, I never should have 
freaking did this in the first place. Like you're a giant piece of shit for doing this to me, especially at this particular time. And then a couple months later down the line, he called me. So I'm talking to him because he's like insisting he has to talk to me for whatever reason. And he just called to brag to me about how he dropped $300 on a hotel room for the three of them to go swimming and have a whole bunch of like sex in the bedroom. I'm like, really? You needed to call me for this? And then I ended up hanging up on him and he got mad. And my sister like read me a note and she's like, why would you do that? Apparently he still cares about you. And I like explain the whole thing. And she's like, whatever. Yeah. And I like, I was like, okay, he's really a piece of shit. I don't want to talk to him ever again and all this other stuff. So I'm like, okay, bye. We're done with this chapter. Mm -hmm. And was that kind of the end of that chapter? Um, Through the years, I've kind of like, semi talk to him like I won't contact him I'll like I know when his second kid was born I'm like oh congratulations you know when he was with his second baby mom at the time they had came up from where they were living so once again another like three to four hour drive mm-hmm. um just to hang out for like an hour and so I could like catch up and see how they were doing while well, I had my boyfriend and his friend sitting like couple hundred yards away like sitting in the car making sure like he wouldn't do anything because he was very abusive emotionally verbally physically so I just wanted to make sure like I had some form of like comfort and protection at the time and he ended up leaving and I hadn't talked to him since then until his next kid was born and I just Mustard and I said, hey, congrats. And he's like, I miss you. Like, I still want to be with you. Like, will you be with me? I'm like, fuck no. Good for you. That sounds like a lot of really intense, heavy shit. It How- was, especially with me being like in my first relationship at 17. Yeah. I was like, expecting like, oh, like he's going to bring me flowers and he's going to, you know, we're going to do stuff fun on Valentine's Day. He's going to be like get me a lot of nice things for Christmas and none of that even happened. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I too love having a hard cock. 
Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. You feel like that first experience being not particularly positive affected your ability to go out and meet partners going forward or because you are with someone now. So what was that transition like? Like how has that affected your ability to engage in relationship with people? It made me have a lot of major trust issues for Mm -hmm. sure. Like hands down, that was like the first thing. It made me cautious of like meeting people online. Okay. Mostly men because I met him online through social media and mm-hmm. we started dating after like a week or two after like getting to know each other. And like, you know, online you can always like wear this mask and be like, oh yeah, I'm such a great person. And then in real life, they're actually like really shitty. And it's like, yeah. well, I don't want to have to put myself through that again. Yeah. So how did you go out and meet people after that? I never really saw anyone after that, except for the month after. I actually hooked up with my um, old best friend's ex-boyfriend the night of her birthday because she wanted to have a sleepover. Oh, (laughs) wait, like a sleepover with boys and girls, like an orgy or like just like a girlfriend sleeping over? Just like girlfriend sleeping over kind of thing because she had like two of her other friends. And she's like, oh, it's my birthday. Like, I'm having a sleepover. Do you want to come? I'm like, well, I'll see if I can try and find a ride. But that's about all I can do is just try and find a ride. But I'll let you know if I'm coming over. Well, her ex-boyfriend was like, oh, hey, are you at home? And I'm like, yeah, why? What's up? He was like, oh, I just wanted to stop in and say hi. I haven't seen you in like a couple months. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? And he came inside and we were talking and I was like, hey, can you give me a ride to my friends? Like your exes, um, she's having a sleepover for her birthday and she wants me there. He's like, yeah, sure. Under one condition. I'm like, and what would that be? He's like, we have sex. I'm like, all right, I'm down. Let's go. I'll get my shit together and we'll be out the door. Okay. Were you excited to sleep with him or you're just like, I need a ride and I don't give a shit. Like what was your thing? Oh, I was, It was kind of like both, but I was like genuinely excited. Um, It was like really bad because like I was still 17 at the time and he was like six or seven years older than me. Mm -hmm. So I was like kind of excited about that. Like, oh my God, I'll be sleeping with like my friend's ex-boyfriend who happens to be a lot older than me and he's like Mm -hmm. super tall. So I'm like really excited for this. Okay. We ended up getting back to his house and I started getting really nervous. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? What the hell am I going to do? And then I was like... What specifically were you nervous about? Just like having sex with him because I was like about five, 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 six, and really overweight. And he was like maybe six, two, six, three, and like really scrawny, Mm. kind of like a walking stick bug. Okay. (laughs) I, I always like compared him to and I was just like well what if he doesn't like me you know and I was like oh we'll we'll just make him turn out the lights so that's what I did Mm. did you ever stop to think if maybe he was nervous because he was like a stick bug I'm not really like I was young Mm. didn't really like know a lot about like 
other people's insecurities. Like I never really cared for them at that time because I was going through such a hard time myself. And I was like, do you have condoms? Like, are you going to wear one? He's like, yeah, I got these glow in the dark ones. Want to see it? I was like, sure. Like that's something new. Okay. And then, um, he, I think I had to give him a hand job or something in the truck, whatever, to like make sure that he was hard and like good to go. And then he put it on and then it ended up snapping because he looked at the expiration date and he was like, Oh, this one's like a couple months overdue. So he went and got a new one and it was just a regular one. So I was like, damn, I wanted to see that glow in the dark one. That would (laughs) have been awesome. And I was like, can we shut off the light? Like I'm really insecure. And he's like, Oh yeah, not a problem. But like my TV's going to have to stay on or something or my bathroom. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's fine. And we ended up having sex on his very comfortable bed. Mm. At the time, it was like really awkward because that was like my fourth time having sex with some, like just overall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't make any noise whatsoever. So I'm just laying there, kind of like, you know, looking at the ceiling, like, uh, what am I supposed to do besides just like lay here and be quiet? And he's like, you know, you can make noise, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm just really not comfortable with doing that yet. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we got done, he was like, all right, well, let's get you over to your friend's house. And then while I was, he ended up dropping me off and he messaged me like an hour later. He's like, you know, we should keep making this an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. I'm fine with that. Like, I'm like done this four times already. What's not to make it any more? Cause I'm sure there may or may not be more times in the future. Mm-hmm. Were you like interested in practicing or you're just like, okay, whatever. Or what do you remember your feelings around saying yes to more? Just the fact, I think that I felt more of like an adult after having sex with somebody. I mean, it was only my fourth time, but I, it made me feel really happy about it. Obviously it like boosts your like what is it like serotonin or something? And it was just like really exciting to me. I don't know why, but it was just all this makes me feel like a grown up and I like how I feel like this. Mm-hmm. Like I like when I feel happy. Yeah. After, you know, doing something that's fun. And I actually haven't seen him in like that way since that day. Oh, really? So you never ended up seeing each other again? Not sexually. sexually, but like I've seen him like once in a while throughout the years. Okay. So where did you go from there? Like how did we get to current uh, current fiance status? We met through mutual friends <laughs> the month after um, I hooked up with my friend's ex mm-hmm. and we met wow, I just realized I had all those dates screwed up. So I met my first ex-boyfriend in 2013, got broken up with in January of 2014, hooked up with my friend's ex in 2014. And then um, the next month after, so March 1st, 2014 is when I met my current fiance. Mm. And this sounded really shitty of me, but the main reason I started going out with him was as a joke. Okay. What was the joke? So my friend had um, quite a few like mental health issues herself. Like her dad had like abandoned her Mm -hmm. and did a lot of things to her when she was little. So 
um, she kind of had like PTSD from that and like severe depression. So she's like, oh, well, you should, I don't know, pretend to like him and then go and turn around and break his heart. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I can do that. I just got out of a crappy relationship. I know how to do this exactly so damn well. Well, then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to ask him out. So I added him on Facebook and he accepted my friend request. Wait, why Um, did you want to break his heart? Like why him specifically? Was there, did he do something? I feel like I'm missing a piece. (laughs) I honestly just feel like it was because I was angry about my last relationship that Mm. I wanted to know how it felt to break someone's heart the way that my ex broke mine. Mm. So I think that's kind of where that came from. And does he know this story? Oh, yeah. I told him. He's like, wow, you were a little bitch back then. I'm like, you're damn right I was. Okay. And so I was like, okay, well, we're just going to take this a step further. I'm going to ask you out or ask him out. And so the next day, like, I was like, so like, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, no, I just got out of a relationship. I don't really think I need one right now. I was like, oh yeah, I just got out of a shitty relationship myself too. And I was like explaining to him like what happened. He's like, man, I'm sorry. I was like, well, would you want to go out? And he's like, I don't know. That's entirely up to you. Like, do you want to go out and like, he actually asked me for permission to ask me out. He's like, well, like, is it okay if I ask you out? And I'm like, I mean, I guess he's like, no, it's like, yes or no. Like, is it okay if I ask you out? And I'm like, yeah, why not? And he's like, okay, then will you go out with me? And I said, yes. So that's where that started. So we started dating the day after we met. And like, we didn't know anything about each other. Hmm. And it's pretty much just learned a lot about each other in the last five years we've been together. And can you tell me a little bit about how your sexual relationship has progressed since knowing him? So you got together, it sounds like you started dating pretty quickly, but when did you start getting physical? I actually waited a month after beginning to date him to like bring it up because I was like, so like, when are we going to have sex? He's like, I don't know, like, I guess whenever you want to, I was like, how about like right now? And he's like, all right. And I was like, do you have condoms? He's like, what kind of question is that? And he opens up his like drawer and we still have the nightstand that he has. And he just opened it. And like the whole freaking drawer was like, (laughs) and I'm like, wow. And he just like ripped one off and then put one on and then we ended up having sex and it was I don't remember I think it was a day when he went to go look at a new apartment because he was getting evicted from his other one Mm -hmm. and we were at his apartment at the time and I actually went to his apartment without my mom knowing Mm -hmm. And she ended up calling me and reaming me a new one. Like, where are you? Like, you're supposed to be home. You have stuff to do today. I'm like, oh, I'm over at so-and-so's house. Like, we're just hanging out. Like, I got really tired after, you know, looking for the apartment. So I just had his stepmom take me back to his place so I could, like, take a nap. But she can bring me back. And she's like, fine, whatever. Mm. But we really weren't sleeping. (laughs) And... Mm-hmm. One like for the first, I want to say like five to six times we had sex together. I was like still my 
quiet mousy self like I just kind of laid there and looked around and he's like why don't you do anything like why don't you moan or anything I was like oh like I'm really shy and he's like well yeah I knew that but like why like why don't you actually moan like did something happen I was like, well, yeah, but we're not going to talk about that because I'm trying to forget that part of me. And mm-hmm. I eventually told him why because mm-hmm. of like my ex and all that other fun stuff. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, I completely understand. But just so you know, like I've been in a lot of relationships in the past, so I understand. But, you know, I plan on seeing you like long term, like the rest of my life. Like I want to marry you like just like a month into dating. Whoa. Life. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I am very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know? The Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. How did it feel to hear that? I was, like, really shocked. I'm like, well, I don't really know, like, if he's being serious because, you know, my ex told me the same thing and I got my heart broken by that. Yeah. Did that, like, does it make you turned on or does... For me, I feel like I would spiral into an anxiety ball and be like, why did he say that? I mean, that's what happened. My master last year was like, I want to marry you. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Don't you dare. <laughs> you know, and I wish he, and I wish he hadn't said that because he didn't mean it. Like he's still with his wife. <laughs> I was just kind of like really confused, but I'm like, why would he say that? We've only been together like for a month. Yeah. Like, this just doesn't feel right, but I mean, if it happens, it happens. Like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not one to stop, like, what's coming at me. I mean, gone through a lot of shit in my life already. So, yeah. I mean, I can't really stop what's coming. And, yeah, that's pretty much for that. So, how is your sex life today? And what is your current relationship with sex? Like, what are your thoughts and feelings about whatever it is you currently experience? Um, I would say, like, around senior year, maybe after graduation, I started becoming more like, uh, I wouldn't know how I would describe it. Like, I guess actually, since I started dating him, I've like become more interested with sex, like the whole like fetish community and 
like being open to try new things because it's somebody like I'm comfortable with that I'd be willing to try these things with. And like, I mean, sometimes like to even now we'll go through like major dry spells of at least like a month or two. And I'll just be like, okay, well, obviously he's not going to do anything. So we'll just, you know, just lay in bed in a dark room, throw on some porn and just like masturbate and all that other fun stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll just sit and do that. And otherwise I'll be like, all right, let's do this. And it'll be, you know, we'll just go from there. And even then sometimes I'll be like, babe, I'm really horny. He's like, okay, get me hard and we can go at it. I'm like, all right, I'm down for that. Okay. And do you, do you like that style of things? Cause it sounds kind of free flowing or do you want more sex? Do you want regular sex? Do you care? Like, it sounds like you're pretty chill, but also like you do get what you want eventually. Does that feel accurate? Sometimes. Yeah. It usually depends on like how I'm feeling at the time. Like, um, sometimes I just like, don't care if we don't have sex, but it's usually if I'm like really horny, I'll be like nagging him about it. He'll be like, dude, shut up. You need to calm down, go lay in the room and sing the national anthem and let it go away. Like I do. I'm like, thanks. Wait, so he doesn't always want, like when you're like, babe, I'm horny. He's like, that's fine. I don't care. Like (laughs) he'll do it sometimes. Like once in a while, it'll be like, oh, me too. You know, like let's go to the bedroom and have sex. And I'm like, all right, okay, I can do this. Do you ever ask him why he doesn't, like in those moments where he's like, go sing the national anthem, are you like, why? You're like, why don't you want to fuck me right now? I'll just, sometimes I'll question it. I'll be like, why? Why? What does he say? And usually he's like, I don't know. I just don't really feel like it right now. Like we have a whole bunch of people over because our friend, our two friends are usually over half the time. And Mm -hmm. Um, will be like, um, why do you want to do this now? Like we have two people over. I'm like, wouldn't be the first time we've done it. Now have we like, we just like go in the bathroom or go in the bedroom, shut the door. I'll be quiet. I can hold myself. And I did this many times before. Zach, you know this. <laughs> is that a thing that you kind of get turned on by like sneaking away to do things when other people are around? Or is it just like, you're like, if when I want it, I want it. Kind of both. Like, I don't know what about it arouses me. Probably just the fact that I'm forced to be quiet mm. is like a major turn on. So like we could be like, even if he were here right now and we had our friends over, I'd be like, Hey, like let's sneak off. And usually he'll say no because they're like busy, like playing a stupid game or whatever. And I'm just like, all right, fine. I guess I'll just go to things myself and I will usually and I'll come out and like use the bathroom right away. He's like, really? Really? You had to like do it right away? I'm like, well, yeah, I can't like, yeah. freaking wait. It, it gets overbearing. Is there any part of you that's like, holy shit, I'm marrying this person. What if I don't get the type of sex that I want? Or like, do you, are you just like, no, this is fine. We'll work it out. We always get what we want. Like, what are your thoughts and feelings around that? Well, I know I always think like, holy shit, I'm going to be married. And then there's also the other thought of Jesus Christ. And this is the person I'm marrying because we have a very like, I wouldn't necessarily say weird, but like more of like a unique relationship. Like we have like a really dark sense of humor with each other and um, we're like complete opposites. Like 
he's a Trump supporter and I'm more of like the, like I kind of like a Bernie Sanders kind of voter person. That is wildly opposite. (laughs) Yeah. So coming from like, he's like Lutheran. I'm, I was like raised primarily Catholic, but like, I I don't really consider myself religious at all. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm the kind of person, like I support like the trans movement, like LGBTQIA community, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also for the Second Amendment, like being able to like stand your own, you know, carry a gun, like mm-hmm. conceal and carry kind of thing. Like I'm just like a major mix of like a whole bunch of things. So mm-hmm. like I could be one day I could be like, oh well, like you know, I guess Trump did at least like one thing right. He hasn't gotten us killed yet, so I mean, I guess he's doing a great job at that. But then it's all like he could you know, mess something up for, like, another part of, like, what I would stand for, and I get mad about it, and then we just start arguing about it, and it's just, like, a very, like, unique, complex, like, relationship, because, like, we're totally opposite people, but, like, sometimes we can, like, agree with each other on certain things. Mm -hmm. And sex-wise, how do you feel about the future with this person? Would you say you have a higher sex drive than him? Definitely. Okay. Um, Like, any like half the time he's like, well, I only I don't really get horny that much often because um, he he does smoke pot, so like mm. it kind of like drags that kind of like part out of him sometimes. Yeah. But there will be times where I'm just like, you know, I'm horny. We'll just give him head and see what goes from there. And half the time it's like, like I'll drag him in the room, have him lay on the bed, and I'll start giving him head and I'll be like he'll be like he'll roll over and he'll be like do you want to have sex I'm like why he's like because I'm horny I'm like all right if you do all the work I'm fine with that (laughs) okay and then like what are your favorite parts like if he's doing the work what's your favorite work for him to do um I'm not really even sure if there's like a lot of things he does some of them I can't really remember but um usually when you're like in kind of like missionary position but he's like sitting upright and he like holds my legs open and is just like railing away and like mm. really hard and it's like the best feeling in the world yeah and you mentioned blowjobs uh it sounds like you enjoy giving them or how would you describe your relationship with blowjobs Sometimes it's, like, a love-hate relationship because, like, if he wants to have sex, he'll be like, oh, well, like, just, you know, go down there. And it's, like, it seems I do that all the time, which sometimes I don't have an issue with it. Sometimes I do. It just really depends on, like, how I'm feeling that day. It's, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to do this or, woo, I get to do this and then, you know, all that. So, I don't know. Most, most days I'm okay with it. And some days I'm just like, well, why can't you do something for once? Like you never really do anything. Does he go down on you? Once in a great while. Mm. And do you like it? Like, is it something you'd want more of? Or you're like, no, I'm good. You guys ever talk about that? I, I usually tell him what I want, but he doesn't listen to it anyway. And I'll like have to redirect him and then he'll just go like after a while he'll just go right back to doing what I told him I don't want him to do huh. um so have you considered usually, starting to bite when you give blowjobs and be like babe maybe you should listen to me <laughs> no I I'm 
last time I did that, I did it by accident. And he actually like sat up and slapped me in the head. He's like, why would you do that? I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. (laughs) And then it's kind of just like become a joke about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said, uh, you mentioned you have a kid. Yeah. What was pregnant sex like? Did you have any while you were uh, baking your cute little one? Yeah. Like, I think a lot of the time, like, besides, like, doing one thing I did the most, which is eat and do nothing. Mm -hmm. um, Like, I was always like, babe, I want to have sex. And, like, he was always, like, joking around. He was like, fine, we can have sex. But if that baby grabs my dick, I am going to stop. I'm like, that's (laughs) not going to happen. You're like, yeah, I think we'll be okay. And then he's like, well, I don't want to put a mushroom stamp on my kid's forehead. I'm like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Oh my gosh. And it was just like that the whole time. Okay. There'd be times where I'd have to stop and be like, wait, 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 I gotta pee. I gotta pee. We gotta stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was just like really interesting. Cool. Do you have do you have sex dreams? Um, not often. Yeah. I'd wanna say the last one I had, and it like it was just like really weird. I actually made like a note of it. And Google Docs at one point. I think I accidentally deleted it somehow, but oh no. Um it was kind I don't know, it was just like this really weird, well not weird to me, but like probably weird for other people. Was um I went with one of my old classmates to her boyfriend's house and like she's not dating anyone in real life. It was just like in the dream that mm-hmm. she had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And the only way I would be allowed into the house is if they put me in I'm trying to think of like I'm okay, so I know that you've like you know like a lot about like the variation, um, but like kind of like the uh I'm trying to think of like the dog masks for like pup play. Oh yeah, yeah. So something like that, but not like like full face it was like half mask okay but with like cat ears and I had to have like this all black like latex gag and then they had to walk me on a collar and leash was like the only way I was going to be allowed in there that's a fun and I woke, dream <laughs> I, I woke up I'm like whoa like that really kind of turned me on like yeah that would be something interesting to try, but I know he wouldn't, I don't know. I'd, I'd still have to talk to him about it, that, all that, but. What else would you like to explore? Cause you mentioned a little bit being kind of like open to exploring different kinks or things. And is there anything else specific that you have in mind besides that amazing dream? Um, a lot of the stuff I usually have listed on my FetLife profile, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head other than, like, um, like anal play and, like, plugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all I can think of off the top of my head that I'm, like, starting to open up more to. Okay. And have you guys experimented at all with any of that? Um. I know for sure he's used his fingers. So I'm like, hey, you know, why don't you utilize those fingers, you know, while we're in doggy So he was like, well, what else am I supposed to do with it? I was like, stick it in my ass, damn it. He's like, oh, okay. (laughs) 
and pretty much just went for there. And I mean, it feels weird at first, but like once you get accustomed to it, it's like more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had also, I can't remember if we used them or just like I bought them to be used and we haven't used them yet. Um, Anal beads. Oh yeah. And then um, in the place we were living prior to where I'm living now, I had actually bought a butt plug for him as a joke. Because mm. like he's one of those types where it's like, don't put anything near my ass. You're going to get your hands cut off. Kind of oh, thing. okay. So I'm like, oh, babe, I bought you a present. He's like, what is it? I'm like, open it. He's like, seriously, fuck yourself. I'm like, <laughs> I will. <laughs> and then I like found it in a box and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. Maybe I should like try utilizing this. So like, have you tried it? Um, I have like, I have, but like not during sex. Okay. And it's weird because the only way it goes in comfortably is when I'm sitting on the toilet. Yeah. So, well, like, and are you you're use, using lube and all those things, right? Because that'll make just, a big like, difference. Use my spit because mm-hmm. I I don't know I can't really find like the right lube. I really like coconut oil if you're not using condoms. So like coconut oil doesn't work in combination with condoms, but I love like that. You know, that's really like body friendly. That's my go to. I have to keep that in mind. <laughs> like there was, I think it was like last month. I was just like, oh well, they're all gone, and I'm like really bored. So let's try fitting this plug in. So I just kind of like went in the bathroom, sat down on the toilet, and I like spit like all over it, and like it was all over my hands, and I'm like just. <laughs> like slowly kind of like pushing it in and then I got it all the way in but I was like too scared to let yeah. it go so yeah. I'm just sitting there holding it and I'm like holy shit I'm really wet from this yeah. like, isn't it crazy yeah and I was like I told him about it. I was like I, I I did something while you were gone he's like what I was like I'm gonna wait to tell you until they're gone because mm-hmm. like we're the four of us are like all really open about everything, but like some things I just like to be kept like in private between mm-hmm. him and I. Yeah. And he was like, All right, now what did you do? I was like, I fit the plug in my ass. He's like, Nice. He's like, Now when are we going to use it? I said, I don't know. I'm too scared to let it go. <laughs> well, does it have a little like handle? Like it's not going to go up inside if there's a like a little grip to pull it out with. Um, it's, I actually bought it off Wish. So it's like one of those like, like, I bought like the smallest one mm-hmm. and then it's got like one of those like gems at the end or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And piece that like the handle portion of it is like the same width as like the widest part of it. So I always get scared that it's going to like get kind of like sucked up in there because like I was telling my mom about because me and my mom now are very open about like sex and all this other stuff. So oh, was, okay. I was like explaining where and she's like, well, just make sure you're careful. And I also forgot to mention that my mom's like an EMT and all this other, like she's done a lot of like medical jobs over the years. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, just make sure you're careful and nothing gets sucked up in there. Cause you could have it, have to have it surgically removed. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm, I, I, I don't know that that's just kind of where that fear of it like getting yeah. lost up inside me I'm like yeah we're just gonna hold on to this and like not let it go 
I, I had a friend who is now studying to be a doctor and she used to work in the ER and she had multiple reports of dudes who had beer bottles up their butt because they're like using an object to like see how far it can go, but that's not designed for your asshole. And so there's no way to get it out once it goes up in. And so they had to have it removed. Most butt plugs are designed where you can just like pull them out. And those jeweled ones, I have a hard time getting them to stay in like because they're a little bit heavier and my butt is just like, Boop, get out. <laughs> so that's just my personal experience. But yes, I think treading, treading softly and gently is, is a wise, uh, wise piece of advice on your mom's part. Yeah. And like, I don't remember exactly like what started me like wanting to try that. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, you know, maybe like, I want to just like try something new, like, let's try this. And so that's where the, like the finger thing started coming in as like, just yeah. working one finger in. And then we haven't tried the beads yet, but I know that there's been a couple of times when nobody's home and it's just myself mm-hmm. and I'll like try to do it. And then I'm just like, well, I can't really see anything. Cause like with me being like a little bit, well, not a little bit, but like overweight, like everything down there is kind of like smashed together to me is what it seems like. So it's kind of hard to see things. Yeah. Unless like I'm squatting over a mirror and... I mean, I was going to say, I think that that's just an angles thing. I think you have to squat over yeah. a mirror. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I'm not that flexible. I'm pretty flexible, but it's like I, I have to go like use some mirrors if I want to look at all the all the holes and things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if, I was just like, well, maybe we'll try to use like the bees and then... It, it it's like a really hard plastic kind of like with the uh I know that usually for like the plastic stuff they have like outlines of stuff and then it just like gets stamped with like a sharp object and then there's like that little like piece of plastic that just kind of like hangs off from oh, from the mold yeah and then oh. that it just like oof slices you open it's like yeah, oh no <laughs> anymore that sounds terrible. You need to sand that down or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. As we wrap up, um, I would love to hear if you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of sex advice. What would it be? And what age would you pick? Well, I definitely have to go back to approximately when I was like m- maybe turning 17 or like get, even just getting in my first relationship. I'd just be like, you know, hold off and wait until like you're ready, like look more into everything, do your research, like learn about everything else that's out there and just kind of like keep it in the back of your mind for like when you need it Mm -hmm. and kind of just be like aware of like all the signs and stuff of like, you know, like things towards sexual assault and like the whole like fetish community kind of thing and like the pros and cons of everything and just like as learn as much as you can before actually doing something yeah i love that and what goals or dreams do you have for your sex life going forward definitely to try to open up and try new things and then maybe not sexually related but like I said towards the beginning of like trying to like look more into being pansexual and maybe like opening up more about that in the future. Cause my grandpa is like really diehard Catholic and 
Um, I have a gay cousin and a lesbian cousin and a gay uncle, and he does not, like, he's not all for that. He's, like, hardcore, like, religious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. maybe, like, it'll sound bad, but, like, maybe after he passes, like, kind of, like, open up more about that and kind of, like, explore it a little more. Love. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Folks, that is our show for this week. Thank you so much, Lo, for sharing. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.